Hello, everyone. This is John, and welcome to tonight's edition of Beyond the Ordinary Show. And my apologies that we're getting started a few minutes late. We're having some technical issues on the back end of our system, but it seems to be all resolved now. If any one of you guys were listening on the webcast and want to go back, if you just refresh that page on your browser, it'll take you back and it should all be functioning properly. Um, and with that, welcome to tonight's call. I am so excited um, today because we're talking about a topic that's really near and dear to me. As a matter of fact, I'll be talking about the topic today. We're turning the tables. Um, what happened was last week I was interviewed on Academy for the Soul um, by Ian Shelley. They had invited me to participate in their summit and actually asked me to create a course for the topic that I was talking about. And the conversation was really something that I wanted to expand upon before we even started the course. And so I asked Crystal Hughes, who's one of the founders of that summit and of that platform and is a dear friend um, to actually come onto the show and, and turn the tables and host me so that she can interview me on Beyond the Ordinary for this topic. Um, and what I love about Crystal coming on is that when I first started coming out of the closet, and some of you guys may resonate with this, when you start getting into that new territory that's exciting and uncomfortable and you're not quite sure if you quite fit in and, um, you know, where are you going to find your voice? Crystal was the first person who ever interviewed me. Um, and I actually re had reached out to her to have her interview someone that I was working for. And Crystal Media is like, no, I want to interview you. You've got something to say and there's something coming up and there's something that you're expressing that needs to be shared. And um, God, Crystal, I can't even remember how horrible I must have been in that interview. Um, <laughs> but, but just thank you for that opportunity and for helping me crack the ice a little bit um, sure. for a lot as we initiate that. So. For any of you guys who may not be familiar with Crystal, again, she's amazing. Not only is she a co-founder of Academy for the Soul, she is also an amazing multi-sensory energetic intuitive, a medium, and a multi-dimensional visionary. And she's known by many as a spiritual trainer to the stars, where she specializes in self-development, energetic healing, and rapid transformation. Um, and Crystal's been doing this for a while, and I consider her to be one of my mentors, really, because it was her heart and her openness and her embracing me um, that really gave me the courage and, and, and helped steam some of that confidence to help me step into um, where we've grown to today, and God knows where we're going next. So, Crystal, with that intro, I, I just want to welcome you, and thank you so much for hosting today's show. I'm so thrilled. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me. And everyone, isn't this exciting for us to be able to turn the tables? Now, John, I know your heart. And I have to say that that is what initially drew me to you. There is a depth of your heart that you open up and allow us to see and I know that this is done in such a way that it just captures our hearts, you know, that we are drawn in. You have that ability to truly capture our hearts. And you've created this loving community. And I always knew that, you know, from the time that I first met you, that depth of heart 
showed me how intuitive you were and that you wouldn't stand for less than a high level of being in your truth and resonating in truth. And so I think back then you were kind of hiding behind someone else. But, you know, you popped out and you let us see you and you came into your true self. And tonight we're going to hear the story behind that deeper level of expression that you gained this altitude while you were on this shamanic journey. So it's mm-hmm. my pleasure to bring that out and to expose people to that greater realm that they've maybe not been able to get to by themselves. And I know you as an amazing guide. So it's my pleasure to be here. And thank you for allowing me to be in this magical place on your platform. Absolutely. And how fun to have the tables turned. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. (laughs) So are we ready to begin? Let's jump in. Let's start sharing. There's so much to share and so much that's just okay. that my heart wants to express. So absolutely. Yeah. So everyone has heard little bits and little drips of, you know, you coming back from this experience. And I want you to just share a little bit about what you tapped into. You know, how did you get called to this experience, this shamanic journey, really as an expression of intuitive awakening? What called you to this experience? <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because, you know, I just had a recent experience that really stemmed from a nudge that I had from this shaman energy that was prompted really last September. But if I really look at it, if I go back, Crystal, Right before I met you, even, my wanting to, my feeling into that there's a greater expression wanting to emerge, that there's something within me that's holding back, um, that I know that there's more, but I don't know quite how to reach it. And everyone listening to that call, to this call, you guys are, are going through some of that or have been through some of that and are exploring into new territory, some version of that as well. So... The truth is, I think we're always on a shamanic journey. It's just we see it in different lights, as different contexts, as different stories, so that when we walk through it, um, we can give it context and continue to grow through the process. But this particular shamanic journey, that it's this one in particular, um, led me to different physical spaces. And it started when I took a trip out to Sedona. Um, I was led out... Um, by a guide in Sedona, Native American, to the shaman's cave in mm. Sedona. And he started leading me through the ceremony. Um, and the first, he, he led me through a lots of different rituals, through music, through, um, through the use of incense and smells and sound. It was, it was so beautiful. Um, but there's two particular rituals that he guided me into. The first one I was in this deep meditation trance, and I was just sitting there in this cave, just really absorbing and having gratitude for this beautiful energy that I was feeling. Um, and then openings are happening, and then all of a sudden I had this vision of a line of my ancestors lining up one mm-hmm. after the other, and, and there were hundreds of them, 
hundreds of them, and they'd each walk up to me in spirit form, and they would put something around my neck. And mm-hmm. as I'd pull it up, I'd well up. They were gifting me with amulets. They were gifting me with their power pieces. They were gifting me with aspects of themselves that they used as strength, energy centers that made them more whole. And they were passing it to the next generation. Mm-hmm. And again, there's hundreds of ancestors just line up and I can feel it. And again, this is my expression of what's showing up in this particular instance. Um, it was amazing. And I'm sitting there in tears and so much gratitude for what I'm receiving. It was beautiful. And then after that, I there was another that. ritual. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. And then immediately after that, um, Nova, who was the guide, started playing Native American flute. And he opened something up, and it was really powerful, and I could feel this buildup. And all of a sudden, I felt this huge presence in front of me. Um, And when I dared to tap into what it was, I saw the shaman showing up in spirit form. And I couldn't tell where the shaman was from, but he was big. He was powerful. He actually scared me with the presence and power that he carried because it was more than I had ever seen from any Whoa. man that I've ever been with. It was just this huge energy. And it was so much energy that actually had Christ come in as mm. spirit also to ease the power, to help me relax into his love, into the mm-hmm. balance of divine feminine and divine masculine, which that Christ energy carries for me, um, to balance out that really strong masculine presence that was right in front of me. Uh, nudging me mm-hmm. towards something. What it was, I, I wasn't quite sure. Um, yeah, I, I feel the, it, it's almost like, you know, the, through that ritual and being in that, that space of that cave, which truly is that portal, it carried you to this exalted frequency. You know, they're showing me now how you actually were exalted in the experience and I don't know, how did you feel with that masculine and feminine coming together? Because I'm seeing the union of the energies dancing fluidly through your body. Absolutely. Well, and again, I've, I've always grown up around a lot of women. Women were my role models. I really, growing up, I didn't really have a male role model at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At all. And I never resonated with sports heroes, the TV actors. You know, my dad was a great guy, but he wasn't quite the male role model I wanted to emulate for so many reasons. Um, as okay. much as I loved him and he loved me, it just it wasn't a strong presence. There was a lot of alcoholism and abuse and things like that. So I was always taught what a man shouldn't be from the women in my life. But I never really embraced what a man should be from other men. So that, that was really important. Mm-hmm. So this big masculine energetic presence was showing up to help me balance out so much of the feminine energy that I grew up around and that I decided to emulate growing up. So I was always a very nurturing, very in tune, intuitive, empathic, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the feminine qualities. And I carried that into my relationships as a grown up. And I would push away those aspects of my masculinity um, because of I was afraid of the judgment that would come with it if I were to embrace it, or I was afraid that I might turn into something um, that wasn't what the divine feminine would want it to be. And, and then that Got risk it. being loved or not being loved, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. But the shamanic presence showed up, and it was it was amazing. So th- that came in in the cave, and that was an amazing experience. And I didn't know quite what to do with it. Um, and with everything, guys, whenever we have these type of experiences, we always it, it's it's amazing, and we always want to make sense of it right there and then. But there's always growth in it. There's always more understanding as we have relationship with these energies and give it time, because it is a relationship that we're integrating. It is something that is going to keep building after the initial experience. And if we can give ourselves the compassion and the space and the understanding and just the break to know that we don't have to figure it out right there and then, um, the grace and the ease in which the information will show up will be that much more enjoyable. Um, So luckily for me, this Yeah, layers layers and layers of understanding that come in waves waves yeah absolutely so that was amazing within itself and then a couple of days later i was sitting on the friend's couch and she asked me a really innocent question she's like where haven't you been that you want to go to um and i had to think about it and i named a couple of places and then all of a sudden i got the chills and it was information that came in from the right side of me i could feel the energy coming in from the right side of my body into my awareness and again all the hairs on my arms and on my back and my body just stood out like oh crap she's like what i go i haven't been to peru i haven't been to machu picchu yet and now i know why i'm being told that i need to go back into the jungle for a shamanic initiation that it's time and that i haven't been to cusco and peru that's been on my bucket list for the long time because the timing wasn't right yet, but that I'm ready now. I've been prepared, and it was time to go for this initiation. And it was it was a, kiv- a pivotal time, um, because I was actually going to go for my 50th birthday, so the Saturn return, um, okay. on February 22nd, another full moon ritual. And I keep doing those every time I tend to show up for my birthday. It always surrounds that. And I was supposed to go by myself with no one else. So I was really supposed to listen to guidance and not reach out to anyone that I know on how to have this, sh- this shamanic initiation. Um, so and you were being human- held and guided and led, and you listened. Oh, big time. I mean, I you listened. know, this is the thing. Of course, we all love sitting on our friends' couches and having them initiate an initiation. You know, it's like... Oh, my gosh, those questions when they're asked draw the answer through you. And Mm. that just confirms. It confirms your connection to the divine. So here you are, you know, bringing that energy through your body, right? Because we know that whole physical expression. I mean, we did come here to experience being a spiritual being closed by our exquisite body. You know, we have to remember the truth of who we are through the body. And you acting on that wisdom has led you now to coming out on the other side. But I want you to tell us, tell us the story. What happened? <laughs> you know, obviously you went. What happened? It's, I went and the experiences were, were just amazing. I actually, um, I had some experience that I, 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 I couldn't have imagined. I knew I was going to show up for shamanic experience. And I had, um, I had hopes of what perhaps that would entail or what would be the other side of it. But 
what showed up far exceeded anything I could have ever imagined. Um, and there's this, the short answer is that there's, I, I touched the other side of the veil. I touched mm. benevolence and there's just mm. absolutely no doubt of it. And I also had access to other dimensions that in my heart I knew existed. And I've had a tremendous amount of esoteric and spiritual and transformational experiences um, sure. with seeing my guides, with having psychic awareness, having prophetic dreams, um, you know, seeing the sacred geometries come in and all that. But some of the things that showed up while I was in Peru and initiation, um, they validated all of those things, but they brought me into a new layer of being able to see other dimensions. So one experience that I had, I was actually in ceremony and I saw two different, so we're in ceremony with about 20 other people and we have maestros and shamans leading us through these ceremonies. And we're in pitch dark rooms as there's the singing and this journeying to other places as we're in meditation and contemplation. And all you see from time to time is the shaman lighting up his mapacho, which is a cigarette. And so you'll see the lighter go on and then the, the orange glow of the mapacho as he inhales it as he lights mm. it up even further. So the shaman's behind me. He's singing his song, the Ikaro, behind me. And, and the song, it's, it's this beautiful sound energy just moves up through you. It's like you're in tears and exalted whenever you're in the presence of that music. It's so amazing. Um, so he's singing behind my head now and another shaman walks up and he lights his mapacho so I can see and I look up and I see Todd lighting up his mapacho. It's like, oh, that's cool. And I'm kind of in a trance and kind of not, so I'm like in and out. So it's really a weird journey. And then the shaman's behind me singing. So I look up and I see him and then it goes dark. Todd takes another puff of his mapacho and it lights up our space again. And in between Todd and the shaman, there's this shaman. Again, he reminded me of the shaman that I saw in the cave. And he's dressed in this Amazonian garb. He's got like this, he has this staff. He's wearing like this skirt. He's, he's like in full warrior shaman mode. Um, okay. and, and all I could do at that moment, because I was so taken aback by seeing that presence. And he was as physical as Todd and the shaman that was singing to me. This wasn't a mm. spirit guide showing up in a different way. This was a physical being showing up there. Sure. Um, and he was so strong and so powerful. Again, he took me, it took me back as much as it did in the shaman's cave, like I described earlier. All I can utter from my mouth, and in, only in Spanish, by the way. I couldn't even say it in English. It's like, if you're not of the light, you don't belong here. That's how okay. strong his presence was. Um. And the second I said that, I passed out into the trance. They kept singing to me, and, um, and I was out for the, the rest of the evening in that trance, in that journey that they were taking us through. Um, I woke up from that, and I was asking other people that were in the ceremony, hey, did you guys see the people from the Amazonian tribe that they brought in? Um, everybody's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, no, did you guys see that? It's like, no. And I, saw, I had seen another tribes person, if you will, like that, when I had stepped out of the tamba, out of the ceremonial, because I had to step out mm -hmm. and to excuse myself for a while. And when I stepped out, a woman dressed in very similar fashion that showed up 
and stood right in front of me and there was nobody else around us. And I was like, what is this woman doing here? And wow. Um, it's like, they they really do it up well at this place, at this retreat. It's yeah, like they're right. really bringing in yeah. the indigenous beings. Um, long story short, nobody knew what I was talking about. Nobody had seen these two people that I had seen so physically. If you were sitting right next to me, Crystal, I could reach yeah. out and touch you and, and, and grab yeah. your arm. That's uh-huh. how real they were. Oh, my um, goodness. And I asked Deshaun about that, and Deshaun was like, yeah, you know, it's, they'll show up in really special occasions if they really want us to guide you in a certain way during the ceremony. And um, they're, they're elementals from from the jungle that come in to assist. They had the message for you. Okay. okay. I asked wow. another shaman, separate from the retreat, he goes, no, they were really showing up. There's something that they were bringing in for you that you're embracing, um, and they are making sure that you get the message, that you get the energy, that you embody the importance of what they're sharing with you, and that and to make you aware that they're going to be with you as guides as you continue to move forward. Um, so that I was totally an amazing experience that. in itself. Yeah, yeah, I really do because I've never seen the elementals get that large before in ceremony. You know, as you're yeah. describing it, I do have chills all over my body, but I feel that this is personal to you. And I feel like, what you're doing is you're gaining this kind of exponential power within your own being. And that's going to allow you to have that greater um, circle of influence that, you know, that we need and that you're carrying us into the new experience it's like the future experience coming into this moment for us to step into. It is, and it's about owning it as well. And so okay. how many of us know what we know? How many of us are living communities where we feel isolated from some of our friends and family and, and, and our coworkers because there's no one to have these type of conversations with, but we know what we know, we know. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm so infinitely blessed to have friends like you, Crystal, and to have this platform and to have these conversations of all of you guys that are listening that understands that there's something that we haven't been taught that we can access and that we are leading the way into a new way of being and communication with things that our families and our friends have not been able to have access to either because of ignorance or ability or the energy just wasn't right. Regardless, we're stepping into new frontiers. And so to be able to embrace this experience in the way that I did, um, it just, it drove the nail into the coffin. It's like, it's, I know what's available in these other yeah. dimensions. And while, while I may have experienced it in dreams mm-hmm. or in prophetic knowings about certain things or all that, this just locked it in in a whole different way. Okay. That deep knowing with your whole being that instantly transforms you, you know, those moments where you click in. It's like you've locked into something, and that is now your state of presence. Right. Okay, well, can you – oh, go ahead. 
No, after you, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to to ask a little bit because I know that, you know, we're talking about cosmic shamanism and I wanted to go deeper into now where did that take you to? Is that what really started opening you up to this idea of cosmic shamanism? No, actually I have to digress back a while when I was working corporate. Um, Then I stopped working for other companies, started my own business, and and things were going great financially, you know, quote-unquote great. You guys know what that means, right? Um, On the exterior, things seemed great. I was making okay money. Family life was good. I love my daughters. My marriage seemed to be humming along. You know, we're a perfect couple, blah, 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 blah. Um, But something still felt quite empty. Um, So I reached out for assistance, and I thought it was business help, but it quickly turned into personal transformation. Um, And that quickly turned into taking journeys into other realms where I actually got to retrieve broken soul pieces, soul pieces that I had disassociated with my present being because of trauma, because of um, circumstances that didn't support the energy at that frequency that was trying to help me live my life from a higher um, vibrational state. So I had, I worked with someone who, helped me work through the soul recovery process and it was a quantum jump so in typical shamanism or in a lot of the shamanism that that people have talked about a shaman will go in and will help a person retrieve one soul piece and reintegrate and it's a core strength that comes back because we're ready to embrace that strength because we've we face some of the trials we've overcome some of the um, the scary parts of ourselves that we weren't ready to face, and we stood up to them and we said, yes, we're ready. Um, well, with these particular processes, we actually retrieve multiple soul pieces at once, up to hundreds and thousands, and not only did it affect from this lifetime, but previous lifetimes as well. Mm. And so by going into the core of the wound, instead of where the superficial wound happened, by going into the limitation, the full limiting belief at its root, and extracting it from there, we actually extracted it from multiple timelines that we've lived in. So if you carry, right. if I carry, instantly. if I carried, yeah, instantly. So if I carried, I'm okay. not good enough, or it's not safe. Mm. Um, period. In my energetic body, then it would extrapolate that from my life in the Roman era, or my life you know, living, you know, in India 200 years ago, or living in the West, or you know, from a hundred years ago and then, and, you know, from wherever it's that core thread would be healed across those timelines and wouldn't have to repeat it ever again because we pulled it out from its roots. Um, Can I ask you a quick question? I just want to make sure because I want, I want to know what does it feel like to be fragmented so people can kind of relate to if they're in that, state right now what's it feel yeah. like to be fragmented how does it impact someone in their life when they're fragmented that's a, that's a great question crystal so what happens when we become fragmented is we lose an action taking ability that we have so imagine an elephant roaming out in, out in the wild 
um, just roaming free. And it's one of the most powerful mammals on this earth. Um, but then you have an elephant who's been somewhat domesticated and they tie him up with a little chain and the elephant doesn't think that he can move and he can break that chain in two seconds if he really wanted and not even two seconds mm-hmm. if he wanted to. But because of the domestication, because he was traumatized to think that he can't move from that chain, he's lost that action taken ability. He doesn't think he can do it anymore. So it's not a part of his reality anymore. And so what happens when we suffer soul fragmentation in psychology is disassociation is that we can no longer, our, our physical bodies and our energetic bodies that's closest to us can no longer support the higher vibrational field of that energy of our strength that we carried before because the traumatization made our energy decline to such a point where the frequency doesn't match it. In other words, we can't hit that um, station in the dial anymore on, on the radio station. So the energy hangs out outside of us waiting until there's a vibrational alignment that allows it to come back in in coherence with the rest of our energy. Mm-hmm. So we can cycle, um, we can feel... Um, depression, we could feel stagnation, we could feel procrastination. These are the things that I'm assuming if energies out there kind of, you know, dislocated from our energetic field and capacity, then we're not able to, even if mentally we're saying we want to achieve these things, we can't get our whole being to engage in the activity and to progress. That's exactly right. And again, so many of us, you know, and I've heard this described over and over. It's like, I know there's something more, but I don't know how to get there. It's like, I can feel it. I can touch it, but it's not quite there. That's Mm -hmm. a symptom of soul fragmentation. Okay. Got it. Yeah. The confusion. the not knowing, the, the I want to do this, you know, I want to start my practice, I want to do a new career, I want the type of relationship that I know I can have, but it's not showing up. And those are symptoms that something has occurred within us that is ready to be reintegrated and made whole again. And that's part of this shamanic journey, and that's why I call it a cosmic shamanic journey now. Um, because we're being facilitated in so many ways by all of these different things that are happening, not only here on Earth, but galactically as well, with all the solar flares, with the increase of the energy that's happening after the shifts of 2012, it's opened up access to the other side of the veil like never before. And so the, the traditions of shamanism have held that only certain people can see the other side and carry that information back in. What's happening now with these openings is that truly with the right processes and tools and awareness, we can all be our own shamans because if we can see on the other side of the veil and all of you guys are opening to have an access to that more and more on a daily basis, then by having the tools, the simple tools 
that can be used, tools that you can use in dream state, tools that you can use to reprogram your limiting beliefs, tools that you can use to face fears in a whole new way, um, then you really become the shaman within yourself. You're really showing up for yourself, but it just takes illumination into that window to ignite the potential of stepping into the recovery of all those pieces that are waiting to come in. I think it's important, too, that we talk about disassociation and what that means emotionally. When you have your primary energy outside of your body, how do you actually feel the joy for an extended period of time or happiness for an extended period of time? You know, you may get glimpses of something, but you're not able to contain it and hold it within your being because you're disassociated from it. It's almost like, oh, I was watching a movie and he was happy, but I, you know, it's like it's over there happening, right? That's a great point, Crystal, and and that's why it's so important um, that we really decide as individuals for ourselves that we show up where we truly feel called to Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to focus our attention on that calling so and i go through through periods of it also sometimes i'll go through a period where i won't watch tv for a year and a half and it feels so Mm -hmm. good and then then i'll get in a rut where i feel like i just need to check out and i'll turn on the tv show and then all of a sudden i'm watching tv for six months not a full-time basis but a lot more than i used to uh or i'm being distracted by social media or i'm checking i'm googling things all the time and all these other things and it's, while they're wonderful tools to help us with our awareness, it's that focused attention that really brings us back into the essence of us and allows us to have the intimacy with self so that we can mm-hmm. reintegrate these pieces of us by knowing, by listening, by having relationship with those aspects and trusting that those aspects are going to point, much like the shamans did for me in the different ways that they showed up and in Sedona, in Denver, in Peru, in, um, in Bimini two years ago. They were guiding me the whole way, but I had to be quiet enough or in a space enough where I can focus my attention on myself, not with any particular intention, but we're just showing up and breathing into me and asking, mm-hmm. okay, what's next? How can I be there for you? Um, you know, what makes, what makes me happy? What's, where do I want to go next as opposed to where do I have to do and what do I need to research? And let me watch this TV show and let me listen to this podcast and let me do all this other thing, these other things, because when we start fracturing our attention, it contributes to the fracturing of our disassociated energy because we're not paying attention. We're not in intimacy. We're not focused enough to have the relationship that it requires to invite these pieces of ourselves back in. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. I think it's time for us to go to the questions. Awesome. I I can feel the energy. So everyone, <laughs> if you would, right? It's like we've given them enough information. They're like, "What about me?" You know? I mean, oh, let's, I love so, teaching yeah. about this. Okay, great. So let's get going here. So let's go to, we're going to go to the Q&A box here. And we're going to go 
right away into, well, it's an incoming one. And let's just see here. I often hear about healing the ancestral bloodline or DNA. Is this a process we must go through as a shaman and why? Hmm. Ancestral bloodline and DNA. Um, it's yes and. Okay. Yes and. It is a process that we have to go through, but it's not a process that we go through to heal the ancestral wounds. It's a process that we go to because we have shown up and decided that we're ready for something else. Mm-hmm. That, that there's something within us that wants to expand. And if we are carrying a certain vibration of any range of emotion, whether it be fear or joy, whether it's, it's purpose or a feeling of just being sedentary, not, worrying, not knowing where to go next, if it's love or hate, they're all emotional tones that we carry. But what's beautiful about all of those emotions is that they're all looking for intimacy and they're all looking for the next octave of energy that goes along with it that's going to take it closer to benevolence. So they're, all of those emotions are looking for a greater expression of itself so it can feel understood so that it can be embraced for what it is because it's, they're all trying to lead you somewhere. So when we tie into the expression that is coming through, no matter the emotion, God, I'm going around this in a long way and I'm wondering why it's coming up this way for my guides. Um, what they're leading to is not a clearing of ancestral wounds and reformatting the DNA through the family line, but it's leading us to the expression of us. And in the process of that, and in the getting to know ourselves, we get to break the patterns of the family. We get to repattern how the protein is synthesized in the DNA so it can be reformatted in a way to match our new vibration that we are carrying through these emotional tones. So where fear carried a certain energy for us, before we had this new soul integration, fear get, comes in a new exalted state in a different meaning as an expression of something that perhaps we'll embrace in a new way as opposed to trying to turn it away. Does that make sense? We're not rejecting. We're not rejecting that emotional vibration, whether it's coming through the ancestral line or it's been downloaded into our DNA, we are allowing that energy to flow through our container of our being. And, and we're, and we're with the, the full yeah. yeah, the full spectrum of the vibration of fear, right? And so with that, there is no rejection of an emotion and there's no rejection of any part of us, not even the fragmented part. Exactly. And the reason I brought in love as an emotional component of it as well, because no matter where you sit in your joy and your love and your feelings of peace and passion and purpose, I can tell you that there's a bigger expression of it wanting to come out. There's more. It's infinite. And again, part of this journey that we get to do is we get to continue to expand with this infinite in relationship mm. with it. 
So what happens is when we hit a certain threshold in our healing shamanic journey, we get to a certain part of the veil where the things that we were facing as shamanic trials that were the fire and the brimstone type of shamanic trials, you know, going into deep realms, you know, the wolves chasing you or the fire and the dragons coming up, you actually embrace, you start embracing the other side of it where those images may show up, but now they show up in a way that you don't see them as fearful. You see Mm -hmm. them as guides. You see them as guideposts for symbolism that wants to take you into a deeper understanding and invite you into the expansion of love and adventure and wonderment that awaits for us as we continue to open our container until there is no container anymore and we're at one with infinite mm. infinite to create from that space. Okay. Wow, and I got I just felt this whole exploration, right? Like the adventure oh, and the fun. exploration. Okay. All right, let's go to someone on the phone here, Waterbury, Connecticut. This looks like Anne. Let's just see here. I'm going to unmute you now. Hello there. Is this Anne? Yeah, hi. This is Anne. I, I, thank you both. It's very interesting um, learning experience. I, would, I also wanted to tie into that. Um, I, I have a very long, well now I'm retired, a very long career in business, and between that and education at any level, I think, not just at the higher level, our culture is such that you learn to think a certain way if you're going to be successful in life. And that includes constantly making decisions about what's coming next, what's coming next, preparing for the future. If you don't do that, you're not going to succeed in school and you're not going to reach a certain level at your job. You have to unlearn that. It's like a de-education in order well, we to get to yourself. we have to watch out how much we put emphasis on that, though. Yeah. Because I do feel, and John, maybe you can um, speak to this, you know, that we there is an unlearning, but maybe that unlearning doesn't need to have to be as arduous as we once thought it was. Can you speak to that for uh-huh. us, for Anne? Yeah, I sure can. And I actually want to hear the rest of Anne's question, though, because there's something else that's coming. Yeah, Anne, do you have a specific question? Well, actually, that's what I was talking about, is that Hmm. um, I think I've learned how to do it. Well, now that I'm away from it, that I've learned how to do it. But it it can be really anxiety-provoking if if you're you're accustomed to living and thinking it I have to think entirely differently to do that. So I have well, to change how I think. It's a problem. Yeah, and, and and Crystal's absolutely right. And so the first thing is what I would invite you to do is to actually embrace and have gratitude for all that training that you had. Mhm. Mhm. Because it, it's it guys, anything that we've gone through in our lives up to this very minute it's all been with purpose. It's all there as a gift in your life because it's trying to lead you to a greater expression of love, a greater expression of your truth. And how can you know your truth if you don't know your untruth? Hmm. How can you know that? But it's part of your exploration. And it's not about the unlearning. It's that you have an awareness now and how beautiful that you're aware 
that something there didn't work. And it's not just our culture that programmed that. Our culture programmed that as part of the fractal that's been showing up for millions of years that we have to prepare in order to be safe because if we're not safe, we're going to die. We're going to get eaten. We're going to be killed. We're going to, you know, they're going to come pillage us. Um, there's going to be scarcity all around. And so business has evolved as a cultured, refined expression of us being eaten by animals millions of years ago. It's just a right. different expression of the same thing for survival. So right. good for you that you say, you know what? I don't have to be in survival anymore. It's beautiful that you know how to survive. So don't unlearn your survival mechanisms, but know that you probably don't have to use them in the way that you were taught. And so that awareness is something that's going to bring you so much closer to your truth because now you're not fighting something. Because in the fight, there's a part of you that gets expended that wants to do something else. There's parts of you that are showing up that are resisting the old calling. And, and there's also parts of you that are showing up saying, hey, if I don't push this away, um, it's going to hurt me. But I have to push it away in a way that's smart, in a way that other people accept it. Because if they don't accept me changing and bucking the system a little bit, as long as I have one foot in the door, maybe they'll still accept me. Mm. And so what would it take for you to take that foot out the door and step fully into your new awareness without judgment? Because the judgment that you're carrying for culture that says that we were trained this way and that we have to be a certain way is a small aspect of yourself that's coming in and saying, hey, I have to be the certain way or else it's not safe. And so if you can embrace that part of you and say, you know what, I understand. And it's subconscious. You're not aware of it, Anne. When we do these things, especially all of us that have been doing all this work and stepping into these new energies, our intention is so beautiful right now that our intention is really the catalyst for where we're going next. But there's still those little parts of us that are sticking in the back just because that's where we've been programming. And that's where it knows it's safe. And so the invitation is for you to invite that piece with you instead of leaving it behind and just saying, hey, you've mm -hmm. done a great job up to now. And you've been the little part of me that's been steering the ship and I'm taking over now. And you can keep worrying about not being safe and not fitting in and being programmed a certain way and pushing things away. But, um, it's time for me to take on the new role and to step into this new paradigm that I know is available to us and you're invited with me, but mm -hmm. I'm leading now. You're not going to be the loud voice and we, and there's no fight. It's just you just making the decision and in making that decision, that's part of that shamanic trial. It's you stepping up and by claiming your energy, you're superseding all of the energy that was of lower vibration and inviting bigger aspects of you to be reassociated back into your energy, back into the wholeness of you. Gotcha. <laughs> Wonderful. Hope that answered your question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank thanks, Anne. Thank you. Okay. I am long. Next I am long-winded tonight. Wow. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> 
All right. You get a woohoo. Um, okay. Monterey, <laughs> California, 5019. Monterey. Hello there. Hi. Monterey. Okay. Monterey, are you muted? All right. All right. Let's, let's go ahead. All righty. We're going to go to Simi Valley, California, 8845. Hello. Hi. 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 This is Beth, and I just, I know both of you, I've experienced both of you, and Crystal, you're just amazing and extraordinary, and John, (laughs) you, and I'm excited about your shamanic um, retreat that we're going to be going into soon. That's very excited about that, too. But my question was about um, all of those of us who are on this first wave, are we all shamanic? (laughs) What do you think the answer to that is? I thought yes, and then I thought when you were talking about our ancestors that we are our ancestors. So isn't that true? So let me ask you another question. Do you you think we are or do you know that we are? I've experienced it as so. I've gone back and experienced being my eighth generation back um, and clearing up stuff. Um, and so, <laughs> so, so let me ask you again. Do you think we are or do you know we are? I know we are. Thank you. And I Thank you for claiming your power. <laughs> That's, it. Say, okay. That's it. I guess I just wanted to be able to ask a question so I could no, be in no, your energy. You, no, you didn't you want both. to ask the question. You you showed up because you wanted the confirmation to own your own power, to own yes. your own truth. Yes. And beautiful Beth, you don't need my approval for that. You don't need me to say yes. I'm just my guy going through my own stuff that happens to have I happen to have esoterical spiritual transformational experiences on my own. And I've decided to share that with other people, but why should what I say? either validate or invalidate you. Well, that's so true. However, you stepping forward does um, create an energy wave of empowerment for those of us who are stepping slowly forward. <laughs> well, well, honey, what I do is I bring you into the vortex with me. And, and that's, and Crystal said at the beginning, it's, it's and I've gotten to, I have gotten to know myself more and more intimately and embrace just what it is and it's that vortex it's 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 love it's truth it's heart and so i invite and, you into my vortex with me so that you mm-hmm. can know your own truth based on that foundation of love and if you touch into that and you become intimate with that if you follow those callings like i had and i just had to follow guidance because i just knew in my heart that that's where it needed to go and everything else to the contrary felt so uncomfortable that it was so clear that I have no choice but to step into it. Well, I do have choice, but the choice not to step into it is suffering. The choice to step into it is expansion, so it's an easy choice. And this is the invitation for you. Oh, go ahead. Thank you. I was going to say, and with the work that you've agreed to do, it has made it the both of you, it has made it much more um, loving, communal, and familiar 
to walk that path and to step forward and be the one, the only one and the one who has the courage to step forward. So I just wanted to, you know, say that I appreciate and love you both um, for being extraordinary and walking and being willing to accept that. And um, also I wanted to say something about um, I used to be a financial planner and did everything and planned everything. And when I moved into this space of um, being, um, faith and trust is what allowed me to not have to plan everything and know everything. And so I just wanted to say that because that's really what I just kept on is having faith and trust that I didn't need to know when or how. I just had faith and trust at all is exactly the way it's appropriate, you know. So I just wanted to share that part that came through when you were talking to the last person. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and you know what? Part of that faith and trust, but there's another aspect that was coming in also, Beth, and you weren't quite sure how to make it logical, but there was an aspect of you that also knew. Yes. And it, it, it called you. It was a whisper, perhaps, and but that whisper yes. becomes louder as we continue yes. to hear that calling and act yes. on it. So there was a knowing yes. that you knew, and yes. there's a knowing that each one of us is aware of that we're waking up more and more into, no matter where we are on our journey. And again, that's what we're, we're sharing here is to really, we have those nudges of those knowings and we don't know why. And earlier, well, like you wanted, said. You, you, sorry, I just wanted to thank you for being beautiful mirrors. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Beth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, one more. Let's see yeah, here, let's New York going. City, New York. It says Eileen, 3885. I'm going to unmute you. Hello. Hi. Hi. I have enjoyed listening to both of you so much. And, John, you know, you feel like family to me now. It's it's beautiful. Uh, thank and, you, Eileen. You know, hearing this stuff is so heartwarming, and, and I feel like I'm on the precipice of something so much bigger than than I can imagine. And, you know, I, I see it in my dreams, but I don't really see it on the physical yet. And yet I feel like I'm pulling away from tradition. I'm pulling away from family. I'm pulling away from stuff that, that's, like, dragging me down, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm I'm so happy to be in this place because I feel like I don't have to go back to the way things were because I'm not that person anymore. You're jumping timelines, beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It feels so what's like your question? I am. <laughs> I don't know that I had a question. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Um, but, you know, back in November when Hans... Um, Christian, I'm trying to think of his last name. Hans King, yeah. Great friend of mine. Um, When he was on, and I finally caught up with him, and and both of you, you know, were were talking about my progress in, in 17 and 18, and, you know, with my music, and, and, you know, and, and I feel like I, um, I'm I'm finally sort of breaking through. It's like, you know, getting through the glass window or whatever you want to call it, you know? It, it's it's like almost there. 
Mm, that's beautiful. And I remember the conversation now. And what's, what I like about this, Eileen, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep this short and simple for everyone, is that your music is an expression of your love. It's part of your passion that's coming out. And how wonderful that you get to have that expression. Um, and that's yeah. just leading you again into that self-intimacy that I talked so much about also. It's that expression of self-love where you get to lose the thoughts of who you think you're supposed to be or the container that you're supposed to carry to be able to receive the expression of that which you're seeking and you just get to be in it. And so you get to get lost through your music into that expression that you're searching for that's within you always. Yeah. And if you can allow that expression to just be and not make it that end all be all, but to allow it to be a guidepost for that expression to show up in other ways also with that ease, with that serenity, with that grace in which you allow your music to show up, mm -hmm. then it's going to illuminate all these other parts of your life and where that love has been waiting to come in, but you've been pushing it away because you thought it had to show up in this particular aspect or that it was only yeah, safe yeah. for it to show up in this particular aspect. And as yeah, you these, relax these into those, yeah. yeah, as you relax into these other expressions coming in as well, and you relax into the receiving and you're gifting to it as well, it's going to actually augment your ability to expand into the expression within your music in a whole new way, which mm -hmm. is going to allow you to receive and to gift it in greater capacity than you ever have in the past. Yeah, and it's funny. So you see the, how it all revolves. The, mu yeah. the music I'm writing, and, and I'm having a hard time. The words are done, and it's called Finding My Voice. Hmm. And so the words are there, but the music is taking a long time to come. Well, what I would suggest for that is that there's a couple of things, and I'll give you a couple of exercises. Um, when Next time you invite the music in, really set the stage and do something fun before you start to write the music or set a tone that you're going to do things that expand your soul, that nurture you, that make you feel good, that you, maybe you're going to take time for yourself. Um, go out and have ice cream. Go for a walk in, you know, in Central Park if you're in, you're in New York City, somewhere to find nature. Um, have mm -hmm. a conversation with someone who expands you in a new sense of wonder and adventure that like I just... You just get enthralled with the conversation. Um, get lost in things like that because in the getting lost, you find expressions of yourself emerging. Mm -hmm. And so th that, that would be one thing that I would do to set the field for that. Um, and the other, as far as finding the music for it, um, let it go for a while. Just put it to the side. That's what and I allow, know. yeah, and I think you're doing the perfect thing then and allow it to go through its gestation period and just trust that it will emerge when it's ready to emerge. Um, yeah. as, as we step into the gracefulness of it. So again, it's like, a, it's like a friendship. Have you ever had a friend who wanted to do everything with you and kept inviting themselves everywhere and kept showing up unexpectedly or called you at the wrong time all the time? It's like it, it gets annoying after a while. And that's what we tend to do with our creative projects sometimes. We kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it for things to come through, and it's not ready. 
And so the expression of it doesn't develop in the way that we see the potential of it expressing. But if we allow for the grace of it, if we allow for the grace of it to show up. Yeah. The song even told me I'm not ready. I Uh, heard it. Yeah. There you go. So let it (laughs) let let it even go for your Let me say this too, you know, I mean, because what would happen, you know, the possibility of working with John and bringing these fragmented pieces together, right. you know, to, to be able to be in a place of wholeness and mm-hmm. to feel the experience of the music coming to you and saying, I want to be expressed. Mm-hmm. So, to have that feeling tone and that vibration of what will become music through that being of wholeness might be a totally different experience than you trying to create and manifest a song. Well, I've already hmm. given it up to my guides anyway. So, so I don't feel like I'm doing it in. Well, and Crystal, you're onto a fantastic point, also. And yeah. And Eileen, and Eileen, I want to thank you for the call because we'll get into another call. So let me finish answering this yeah. while you, while you're off as we say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, for so many of us, and again, we were talking about soul retrieval earlier and going through the shamanic journey. As adults, just in this lifetime, let's not even include past lives. Just in this lifetime, we get through certain stages of developments and maturity where there are rites of passage and we learn, we get taught to lose our inspiration to play, to create, Mm. to have fun, to be childlike. And as we leave those childlike tendencies behind, we suffer soul loss. We suffer the ability of not being able to play. It's not right. Adults should act a certain way. It's silly for me to sing in public. Um, what do you mean I'm going to run through the fountain in the park and as an adult? Adults don't do that. Um, it's, it's, it's little things like that, and we've lost that connection. In some aspect or another, as adults, we have lost it. Mm-hmm. And it's asking for us to reintegrate back in with it. It's asking for that connection back to our five-year-olds for a four-year-old that knew how to play and be in imagination and be uninhibited in its innocence. Yes. I and like in that. that <laughs> in that, by bringing those pieces back, by having relationship with our four-year-old with the innocence and the playfulness and the wonder of everything, it facilitates this play with those creations that we want to put out into the world, whether it be a creation through a course we're putting out or through clients we want to work with or to other people that we want to play with, to finding our community, uh, to the relationship with our significant other and that place of play that um, we've reserved only for those times when we're absolutely alone. Um, What if those expressions can come out in front of other people and can be expressed out into the world in in a way that felt not only safe, but really energizing a new potential line. It actually help you facilitate a timeline jump into something greater of you wanting to express itself in joy and happiness in love and in passion and in purpose. And that's the invitation. I'm definitely that's smiling. A, yeah. 
Yeah. It's amazing. So okay. that invitation is waiting for us. And I'm certainly stepping into more and more of that, for sure. Well, let's share how to get that. Let's go now. Let's go now to the special offer. What do you think, John? Uh, yeah, everybody, click on the special offer button that's on the webcast page. Um, yeah. Through Academy for the Soul, um, through Ian's um, prompting and asking me to be on the show, and, and Ian and Crystal created um, this beautiful platform, uh, Academy for the Soul Telesummit. Actually, Crystal was one of the first people who inspired me to do a Telesummit. Um, but I was inspired to finally put together um, a course. And I've been thinking about a course for a long time, and the time just wasn't right. And the second Ian asked me to step in, um, it just all flowed through. And this is a download uh, that came in. So, Crystal, for everyone to access that, all they need to do is click on the special offer button since we're hosting it on our, our site. Um, okay. Click on the click on the special offer button, or you can also get there by going to Beyond the Ordinary Show dot com forward slash John and the number twelve, um, and it takes us to walk in the sh- the cosmic shaman path, um, which I called it that, and I love my subtitle because this is so how I work, <laughs> and it's how I learn, it's how I teach other people. It's a nonlinear, step by step guide to accessing and living in the fifth dimension. Um, and, and guys, we're we're so not linear, but we are. But we're not, but we are. <laughs> and it's, okay. And, and, I'll, and I'll bring clarification to that in the course. Thank because, you. Because, again, it's, it's about allowing us to really dive in and play where the energy wants to go instead of coming from old structures and where you have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right, and onward mm-hmm. to get to a certain point. And this, what we actually do is we access all these different tools, but at, at the moment that they're – incoherence with the energy that's coming up for us. So I'm not going to take you from fear to the end of fear to the end of judgment to the end of betrayal to the end of this and step, step, step. It's, it all happens all at the same time and in different steps that weave for differently for different people because of the way that we're wired. Um, so that's part of what I'm going to take you guys through, but I'm going to give you really practical tools and how to do it. And those tools, there have been tools that I've been accumulating for the last 10 years, and frankly, they're some of the most powerful exercises and awarenesses for self-empowerment, self-truth um, that, I've, that, I've, that I've worked with. And again, I've, I've worked with some of the best teachers in the world uh, through this series and, and deep personal sessions um, and, and I'm lucky enough to be able to put this accumulation of all of this wisdom together in this course for you guys. Um, so in walking the cosmic shaman's path, um, we get into, it, this is going to be a live course I'm going to offer over five weeks. The original is going to be four weeks, but there's so much that I wanted to share and bring in that I extended it to five. And so the first week, um, we're going to get into beyond knowing. And it's the art of surrender and walking with the master. So in that first week, we're going to talk about manifestation and why manifestation as we know it no longer works. We're going to discover the purpose of every circumstance that's come up in your life. We're going to see into those current circumstances to see what's happening, 
why they're happening, and we're actually going to take those things that are happening, whether they're good, quote-unquote bad, or indifferent, and we're going to take that to reverse engineer what it is that you want to create. And when I say what it is, I'm not talking about a particular event, but it's really the emotional tone of what you want to create, the feeling of what it is that you want to create. But there's certain things that you need to know before you get into that so that you're not just glimpsing something and then falling off of it or getting something and then not really being what you're looking for and then going, well, hell, what's next? I thought that's what I wanted. That's not it. And not feel defeated again. So we're going to take you into ownership and really getting to the core of the emotional thread that's going to bring you the fulfillment that you've been seeking. Um, we're going to get into co-creating with source and, and the power that emanates with that. Um, and I've had some amazing experiences with that. And we're going to gain the fifth dimensional awareness of why mental and emotional mastery are no longer the solution. And, and for me, that's masculine and feminine. And there's something that's emerging that's beyond that. Um, that I'm going to take you actually on a journey through um, during this first week. So that's going to be fun. Um, then in the second week, we're going to go into facing the shamanic fire, the soul retrieval for the 5D shaman. So I'm going to take in a guided journey into other realms. And we're going to do a soul retrieval together. Um, we're going to conquer the illusion of fear. We're going to bring into awareness of that. Uh, we're going to get into how to integrate the recovered soul fragments because there's one thing to integrate there's another thing to embody them. And so we're going to take you into that. It, they're going to help us eliminate fears and phobias. We're going to engage with any resistance that you have of going through those shamanic trials that are coming up for you. Um, and so much more in that second week. Again, there's, there's just a lot that we're going to do here. But it's all going to be actionable, and it's all going to be with practical tools, guys. So we're going to cover a lot, but you're going to be equipped so well as you keep stepping forward in this. Um, in the third week, we're going to get into igniting your divine flame and how to amplify your power to create. And again, here you're going to learn sacred rituals that I've used that are going to put you in harmonic coherence with those things that you're really looking to create from a heart and soul level. So you're really going to get into relationship with your soul, but you're going to ground it down into this human existence so that we can actually feel like we're living with purpose, like we have passion, that there's something that we're excited about because we don't have to live out of our bodies. We're supposed to take that cosmic awareness and ground it in so that we can fully live this human experience because it's a gift to be here, guys. Sure. And, and once you can unlock the code and open that up, um, your ability to create joy and peace and play and the freedom that comes of it, it's exponential. It's, it's a, you step into a whole new time frame. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into your personal call to action. Again, we're going to get into how to ignite that sense of purpose within you and the keys to creating beyond manifestation. And that's week three. Uh, week four, and, and we'll cover a whole bunch of different topics also, and each week we'll get into Q&A as well because I want to make sure that, um, that we answer the questions that your mind may be seeking to justify so that it can relax 
enough to receive, but that we also mm-hmm. satisfy the heart and that tender part of you that's ready to receive, um, but feels vulnerable in the process or isn't sure it hasn't worked before. It's, this is a really empowering process that we're going to go through that's going to merge all of those aspects of us into wholeness. Um, week four, we get into trust, purpose, and divine power, which is the golden path to happiness. And I've alluded to it a little bit, but we're going to get into it even deeper by discovering the role of fear and anger and confusion um, and how they actually come up, and I call it here as, as rebellious catalysts for prompting our soul's evolution. Um, and they also serve us to help to recognize those soul fragments that are ready to come back in. So by having that recognition, it allows even greater aspects of dissociated energy to come in because we keep elevating our energy by reformatting those dense emotional vibrations that we're locking out those power centers to come in for us again. Um, okay. We're going to... We're going to prepare for the end of suffering, guys. And I'm telling you that, that we're truly at a point where the end of suffering is here. We have the ability to stop this and, mm-hmm. and, and the death of karma as well. And, and I'm claiming that this is possible for each and every one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to learn to trust our awareness and to receive information from our guides, our higher self, and from source. And I've been walking this on a daily basis, guys. I, I'm... I will answer any questions that you have, but I'm also going to give you specifics on how you can increase your communication and the confidence that you have for receiving this information that's coming from all these realms that are just waiting for us to pay a little bit of attention so that we can see the signs that they're sending us. Um, And then I'm going to talk to you about the four divine pillars of Christ consciousness. And I'm really excited about that because that is a process that it's, that's blown up my field in a whole different way. Um, and then in week five, we're going to dare uncharted territory and we're going to call in your shaman warrior. So we're going to really step in and embrace your power um, and, and power with a capital P. Um, mm-hmm. But that's really where that's going to take you guys is into the power of your truth. And that's capital T, capital R, capital U, capital T, capital H. Um, and once you know your truth, It's like Beth, who was on the line earlier, she knew the answer to her question. Mm -hmm. She knew her truth. But there was still a little bit of, well, really, kind of, let me seek approval, and in the most beautiful way. Um, And that's just, that's her shaman warrior, as I call her. She's just waiting to say, yes, embrace all of me, because you already know, and the second you embrace me, I am ready to show you another world that's so expansive beyond what you can even see in this love, in this passion, in this purpose. And what unfolds on that app on the other side of that guys, it's, it's a new adventure. It's, it's, it's stepping beyond realms. It's embracing this 3d human form that we have and journeying into the five, the six, the seven D and beyond, if you want to put labels on it. Um, but the, there's a waveforms of engagement that are just waiting for us to be in energetic congruence with it 
so that it can play with us in a whole different way that we're not accustomed to. But it's what, again, our soul and our hearts have been beaconing out from us. We've been sending out this sonar kind of like dolphins. And it's like waiting for the other side to hear it, but there's these walls of resistance that we've had up that stop those beacons, those sonars from reaching through. And we're actually mm-hmm. going to allow those to just melt away to open up those pathways so that our calling from our heart, from our soul, can be heard loud and clear on the other side. And when that happens, the engagement of play and co-creation that happens, it's absolutely beautiful. It'll freak you out, make you happy, kind of make you a little nervous at times because of so much power that's coming in. But as you keep embracing it, it's because of your intentionality because your foundation, and I can feel you guys, it's already based on the foundation of love. You can't misuse it. You just can't. There's nothing there. You just don't carry it within you. And that's why mm-hmm. we have access to this information. Now we have a new foundation that's beyond the power struggle. That's beyond greed. That's beyond control. And it's in community. It's in the collective and the collective starts of us as individuals. And so that's why we are now, we have now been granted access to this new form of interaction and co-creation because we get to carry that forward and open up the lines of communication and act as beacons for the people that are following behind us into these new realms. So you guys will step into that in, in your shaman warrior part of it. Um, and then after week five, um, well, during every week, again, I'll offer Q&A sessions. So we'll open up the phone lines and take questions. Again, we'll make sure that you guys all really feel comfortable in the information that's being shared. Um, there's a private Facebook group as well that I've set up. So you know, I want you guys to interact as a community and share. And I'll be on there also answering questions in between each session uh, to make sure that we keep the energy flowing, and I want to keep you in my vortex. I want to keep you in my energy because what I do as an energetic being, and it's part of my my path, it's part of my purpose here, is to expand you to reach your higher levels of potential. And so by holding that field steady, by holding that vortex, we actually elevate your energy, which allows those fragmented soul pieces to come in a lot easier but that you also maintain that energy in that vortex so that you receive this information with a lot more ease so that you receive it as remembering instead of trying to study and retain it. And so that you receive it in a way that you can carry it forward in your life, just as part of your being and not something that you have to keep referring back to as a reference point. And so that's mm-hmm. the course that we're doing. Yeah. And I'm super excited about it again. It's, it's over 10 years of work that I've been doing uh, Crystal, and it's, it's and I, yeah, and I want to just encourage everyone. I mean, you know, to choose you, John, as this shamanic guide to lead each one through the recovery of the soul fragments. We know your power to hold space for thousands of people. I mean, the evidence has been in your soul success with your show, the feeling of the connectedness of the community right here is our example to have the bond that we have and the frequencies are evident here so everyone really feel into this as a true investment 
into your being. You're being peaceful, alive, whole, inspired, complete to feel that awareness. And, you know, John doesn't see you as broken. There's no judgment that I sense in his energy field. He's beyond the separation image that's been proposed by human eyes. You know, he only sees wholeness and can carry you to that exalted experience as well as welcoming you into that perspective that he has now mastered. So we really want to encourage you to really feel into that deeper place within your being. You know when you're in that disassociated space and what that does in your life. So now it's time. Let John support you. And again, just a shout out, all the women who've been craving a masculine, balanced being to support you and lead you to the light. Here he is right here. Mm. So take advantage of this right now and get that experience of being held in this loving, honoring, deeply knowing space. Oh, thank you, Crystal. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. And- and, and I just want to share, it's, this didn't come so easy to me at first. I mean, it's, it's, I showed up on a calling and a knowing, but my life before I started doing this work, Crystal, I was in scarcity. Money was always an issue. Mm-hmm. I was in relationships where betrayal showed up one after the other, whether they were in business or in personal relationship. Um, the communication that I had with other people seemed fragmented, like I didn't belong, like nobody understood. Um, and it was all just part of me that was, it was wanting to emerge and, and wanting to see what was available um, past the limitations, the lack of confidence, the, 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 again, the scarcity mode, uh, the judgment and the fear uh, because of the way I had grown up and, and all the trauma that, that, was, that I had to go through um, as a very young boy uh, that led me to withdraw. But it's, I've been through it. I know sure. what it feels like to, to suffer lack. I know what it feels like mm-hmm. to be in fear and, and know and feel like you don't belong or your voice doesn't matter or that you're not a priority. Um, and they feel like different, they feel like lifetimes ago. And some of these Absolutely. aspects are just integrated in. Yeah. Yeah. We don't feel that from you, you know, and truly, you know, I just want to say thank you so much for stepping up to support others in going through initiations. I know the power that uh, flows through during those times of initiation. Um, And so, you know, supporting others going through the initiations through soul recovery and beyond, which means that for those of you that truly engage with John in this experience, in this journey, you can move out of that feeling of being disconnected, move out of pain and struggle, moving into a stronger, more complete connection as divine. Do you see? Not reaching out, connect with divine, become divine, become divinity, yeah. express as you, right? Greater levels of self-acceptance and appreciation for who you are on this planet. Discovering your offerings as the embodiment of divinity so you can know yourself. Because you can't know yourself truly and wholly when you're fragmented. That's 
change your perspective of self. And it's time to get beyond that, the feelings that are causing you to karmically spin out. And that's what John has been called forth to do. He's stepping into that place to hold space, and his being has recognized the power of him to do that. So thank you, John. And I just I want to just remind everyone, you can go to the webcast page and click on that. Um, you can also go to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash John 12. So really take a look at this and feel into the power as John has stepped up. And we are so truly grateful that you have done that, incarnated as, you know, a man here for us. It makes a difference. We get mm-hmm. to see an example. Well, Thank and again, you. it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a mistake that I was surrounded by and really saw women as my role models really most yeah. of my life. Um, yeah. it, it's all with purpose, and, and, and I get to see the other side of it. I see the purpose of it. There's an embracing and a, and a knowing of why, and when you understand, when you can wrap your heart around the why, not that we have to understand, but when our, it lands in our hearts, there's this permission that we give ourselves that mm-hmm. it's just you really relax into this ease and this peace and this um, a sense of purpose with that. Um, so it's it's beautiful. And again, guys, it's I've coached people individually for a long time. I've done a lot of soul retrievals and really changed people's lives on an individual basis. And it wasn't until now. Um, God, I think the last paid private session that I did was probably five, six years ago. Um, I, I, I needed to reach out and reach a larger audience than sure. what my one-on-one sessions could provide. And so I wanted to share this information with the world. So what a better place than to host other people and to, um, and to share these tools that are available in so many different ways. Um, but the time finally came. It's like this, coming together of all of this experience that I've had and how it's led me through my own shamanic trials and journeys and how well I understand the aspects of it. Um, It was just time to put this course together. So I'm super excited. Um, It's going to be so much fun. And I know, I know whoever participates this, your life will be changed for the better. 100% no doubt whatsoever. Um, as long as you participate, obviously. You can't just buy the course and not show up. Oh, I'm not going to do goodness. an energetic – I'm not doing an energetic transmission. Sure. You can't sit at home and yeah. fall asleep while I'm doing this. you got to participate. Yes. Um, but as you participate, yeah. it's, your, your life will be changed. Um, so, Crystal, the first call starts on May the 27th. It's a Saturday. Um, okay. That will be a, Saturday. That will be in the morning on Saturday. And then we're going to run every Sunday afterwards – uh, for those calls, all the calls will be recorded. So if you guys can't show up for a particular call or if you're calling from Europe, um, I actually made the calls in the morning so that our European people could show up as well, a little bit easier time frame there for them uh, or for mm-hmm. all you guys. And, um, yeah, all the recordings that go out, there's live Q&A, um, the <laughs> live Facebook group, um, there's a two payment option on the payment plan, guys. I want to make it super accessible to you guys. And um, Crystal, I did it at $127, and I only did that. It was going to be $97, but I did it at 127 because I added the fifth week. 
Um, and even that, my team was screaming at me, my development team. They're like, what? You need to put your work out there at a higher price. And it's like, no, it's, this is really, I need to gift this to our community right now during this opportunity. So, the, And I, I can speak the, to that, yeah. You know, when you are holding space to this degree and you truly are opening and being that example and being the vessel as the living, breathing entity of all the universes, okay, everyone, this is huge. It's huge. So I get it. I get why your team was, you know, saying, hey, are you sure? I know your heart, though, as well. And it is important. I mean, there, there's an exponential power when we join together in community to shift our perception. When we really see the world through the eyes of spirit and see the divine perfection of all that is alive, that includes you. That includes all of you. So this mm. is what you're stepping into, the vibration of John seeing and knowing that divine perfection of all that is, all that is. In all of I have creation. a I have a secret to share, Crystal. Okay. <laughs> so, guys, I'll, t- I'll tell you I'll tell you the secret of the industry. You probably already know it. This is so funny. We actually get paid to do this. See, as I <laughs> as I teach this, it provides me a benefit also because I get to lock in this information in a whole different way. <laughs> yeah. And as teachers, all of our teachers that show up on the show. I don't care which teacher it is. I don't care who it is. Mm -hmm. Every time that we share from our hearts in this way, we get to access a new layer of a higher vibrational state of being by reinforcing this within us. So this is really a gift for me as well. And it's, and if, and you can call it a little somewhat selfish also, because God knows we can all use to be a little selfish because then that we get to express our self love for ourselves as well. Um, and by embracing that as well, it made it really easy for me to say, but I'm getting something exponential out of this also. And so the mm-hmm. energy exchange at this price point will be received and I'm receiving the benefit from it also. Um, and that's my little secret. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Okay. What would we like to do now? Well, let's, I'm going to take one more question. Okay. Would you like it to be phone or would you like it to be Q&A? Let's do a phone call. Okay. All right. Here we go. We're going to North Hollywood, California, 8097. Hello there. You're live. Hi. Hi, John and Crystal. Uh, This is such a great call. Um, Hi. uh, Hi. I thought there was something wrong in me, um, <laughs> but it looks like that I'm switching into a 5D existence, and it just um, uh, took, took a, a, like I cleaned out my whole phone book because I can't talk to the people that I had in my phone, and um, I realized that my whole my whole life, all my relationships were based on a like a certain learned behavior that I learned as a child. So everybody that I attracted to me was to keep that particular beingness in place, which was mm-hmm. unloved, unlovable, a burden, um, to be abused. I was like a poster child to be abused. 
And um, so all my friendships were based on that relationship. And I, it dawned on me like a ton of bricks, uh, maybe like a month ago, a couple of months ago. Actually, it, ha- it happened over the Christmas, Christmas time. And I cleaned out my whole phone book. And I have zero friends right now. And I'm so happy. I really love myself. <laughs> <laughs> I and I started to talk to my neighbors and like like this whole new person. So everybody that I meet now and and they have to be somebody I physically know. Like my neighbor lady just had a baby on the last full moon. And um so she's a brand new mommy with this brand new probably a star child baby. And I just love her so much, and we have a really whole different relationship than I had. It's amazing. It's amazing how those things are shifting, right? So what's your question? And my sleeping is all funny. I Sometimes I get up at 8 in the morning, and then to the next day I get up at 8 at night. So my sleeping pattern is totally off. And it's yeah. a problem because that. The place is closed at 5 o'clock in the evening or 6, and if you have to make a phone call, they're not there. So how can I shift this? And it's like unknown. Like I go to sleep, and then I I sleep like for two days. Mm, That's actually a great question. Is that something bad, or is it it good, or I I should just go with it? Well, let me go back first of all, and say what's been happening to you energetically as far as relationships and, and getting rid of incongruent energy that's, that's not supported by the field that you're stepping into is a, I've been going through that tremendously. I've been talking to a lot of the speakers who have been on the show who are very close personal friends, have been going through similar experiences. Um, we've been talking a lot. You've heard a lot of talk about stepping into the divine feminine energy and it's super important as the world shifts as we embrace this nurturing collective consciousness but what's also being awakened in that is the divine masculine and the divine masculine will not put up with any mm-hmm. energetic bullshit no. you're, you're, you pulled out the sword and you're cutting cords where it doesn't serve mm-hmm. you and these energies are coming in to support that masculine awakening but one that really stems out of not out of fear not out of pushing away but out of self-love. And so you're embracing that is really important that important and know that there's a level of mastery that you're doing that and that there's another level of mastery that is being invited in that comes back full circle and embraces those old relationships, but in a new way, not in the old way. And then those people have the right to show up if they choose to, in certain aspects and remain part of your story, if you will, or they can choose to move on to another energy that supports their particular thread of what they're going through. And the beautiful part of it is that there's no wrong, no right, no good or bad in it. It's just is the experience that we're choosing to go through and it's all beautifully perfect. And we get to honor them and we get to honor us without having judgment but carrying forward the most important thing that was being birthed out of those relationships was this underlying absolute intention to come of love of light. 
and to shed something into you and illuminate something so that you can continue on your journey forward that you chose to as a soul and to experience it here in human form and to get to elevate it to its highest potential while you're here. So those are beautiful. Now, as far as your sleeping patterns, um, and I know we're running long, so I'm going to keep this short. Don't judge your sleeping patterns. They're not good. They're not bad. Instead of resisting it, we're taught, hey, if you don't sleep your eight hours, you're not going to function the next day. If you don't fall asleep at 10 o'clock at night or 1 o'clock in the morning or if you fall asleep at 8 and wake up at at 12 and you stay up, that there's something wrong with you. You're not going to be cognitively available. Um, All of you may not be there. And the truth is, all of you may not be there when you do get all the sleep. Um, We're going through different energy patterns right now. We're awakening to different knowings within ourselves. We are being facilitated with new downloads of energy that are coming in. Um, And all these are just part of the expression and what's showing up. Um, As you choose to be in non-judgment of it, you will have more energy. You will find that you're awake when you're supposed to be awake. You'll have your snap when you're supposed to have it. Um, You'll fall asleep when you're not supposed to be doing something. If you're going to start a project um, that's not ready for you to get started on, you'll just rather sleep than go into it because it's not receiving your full attention. And so there's just a different expression that's coming up. And all you have to do is just honor the process and trust and know that these sleeping patterns are coming with purpose. And if you think that the disruption of sleep is coming from anxiety or worry, then there's another layer that we can get into to to help transmute some of that. But for you, I'm getting that it's really an energetic component as you're shifting out of these relationships, receiving these new energies and escalating your vibrational way of being, um, you're being facilitated with more because your body's capable of taking on more because you've recovered some of these soul pieces that have made you stronger, that have made you more accessible to receive even greater amounts of the ascension energies that are coming in. Yes, that's what I think. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's what I think. Because every time I like, I wake up, like, if I sleep for like 12 hours straight and I wake up, I'm like a whole new person. I, I feel like I integrated like a whole bunch of downloads yeah. while I'm sleeping, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So and, wake, wake up and have gratitude for that. Go, all right, that was awesome. And also when you wake yeah. up at 2 o'clock in the morning, when you wake up after sleeping two hours in the middle of the night, it's like, okay, what do you want me to know? What's the conversation yeah. that you want to have? Um, ask those questions. And if no answer comes in, tell your guides, tell the energy, say, you know what, I need a break tonight and, and let me sleep. Okay. And ask, ask for what it is that you want. Have relationship with these energies. And that's really part of the shaman's path and knowing how to work with the different layers of energy so that you have relationship with it and it's really showing up for your highest potential, but also an honoring of your sovereign being. Okay. Okay. Great question. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. John, oh my God, Crystal, there's so much pleasure. you could share. Yeah. yeah. I know you're on a roll, baby. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for the course to start. Yeah. Thank you so much for hosting today. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure.
together. I feel like all of our hearts, you know, you're bringing all of our hearts together. There's a feeling of recommitting to our divinity and to all of life being love. I feel that from you. So mm. it's, it's my pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for letting me play, play in your world. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. We'll have to do this. Community. We'll have to do this more with Crystal, good guys, don't you think? So amazing. Thank you so much <laughs> for holding this space, Crystal. And thank you each and every one of you who are on the call listening to the replay, just for showing up to the calls and to this conversation and for showing up for yourselves. Um, it's uh, if, if you could feel the love that I feel from my heart streaming out to you and how it fills me with gratitude. Um, if I could bottle that and sell it, I would be a multi-gazillionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I, I can see your field lighting up. I can see who you guys are, and it's, um, it's beyond hope. It's just it's so, it's so telling of what's to come and that we get to step into a bigger and bigger expression of that in this lifetime is just uh, it, it, it just it, it fills me with joy. So thank you, each and every one of you. And, and with that, it's, I want to remind everyone, we will run the replays. Um, we'll send the replay link out of this call a little bit later. And please, guys, it's going to be a fun course. Sign up um, for this. This is probably the only time I'm going to do this course live. I may turn it into a product that's recorded afterwards. Um, but I want to have the intimacy first with you all um, during this component of it, during this expression of it so as you show up for the course it's 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 you and i on this call together going through this journey together live and it's again it's just it's an expression of my heart to yours and in it we get to grow together so again i'm looking forward to it um and crystal thank you again again everybody thank you um thank you yeah i send you guys all my love Um, A huge hug, and I look forward to seeing you on the next call and in the live course. Have a great evening.